0: a sacred space that will be available once a week for 10 weeks to learn, dive deep and create your boundaries to boost your confidence and self-worthiness. Go to wwwchrista lunacom and sign up for the Master Your Boundaries course starting in September 2023. And use the code PARANORMAL to get 30% off today on wwwcrista
1: Dash Welcome back to another episode of Paranormal, the New Normal. I'm your host, as always, Jeremy, trying to bring a little normalcy to this world. Does it ever work? No, this world's not normal to begin with. But as always, I brought a guest to help me try to do that. And my guest today is Ryan Stacy, who is a private US, UFO and paranormal investigator and also host of the Beyond the Tinfoil Hat podcast. Which I love having podcasters on, as everybody knows. So this should be a fun one. First things first, how are you doing this morning, Ryan?
0: I'm pretty good. How are you?
1: I can't complain. I rarely get to podcast this early, but whenever I do, it's always kind of a nice thing. I'm not all tired out from the day. So it cool. works.
0: This is uh like, yeah, I haven't done an early podcast in a while either, so this is good.
1: Yeah. Nice change of pace. I like it. But let me ask you this. This is the first thing I usually ask everybody. What got you into the paranormal?
0: Uh, Into that? Well, I've always been fascinated with the paranormal. I don't know how that really started. I mean, I grew up with Ghostbusters, you know, and uh, of course, I think that I think that was the spin for everybody, Um, you know, and Eventually, uh, I don't know. I just started having interest with the technology, like in terms of like trying to capture things that um, uh, you know that don't exist or may not exist in these realms. So I was always fascinated with the the action of investigating into that process, which eventually led, uh, led me down the road of, uh, of of investigations, which is what I do professionally as well as a private investigator. Um, but then that was like kind of how I got started into paranormal specifically. Yeah,
1: I mean that's. Yeah, Ghostbuster did, did turn a lot of people heads towards wow. paranormal. I mean, it was a little before my time. I, I mean, of course, I watched it as a kid, but it just for me, it was it it, it wasn't the start for me. I was already in the ghosts and stuff by that t- by the time I finally saw that movie. But it just
0: I actually I, just watched it again last Sunday, and I think this Sunday we're watching number two. That was kind of funny.
1: <laughs> I yeah, I, think- I just did
0: a re Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead.
1: I, I just did a rewatch of them as well, about maybe maybe like a year ago with my kids because they want with the new one coming out. They wanted to see the old one So,
0: yeah um, so paranormal eventually led me uh, to the ufology as well. So, I'm a, uh, you know, in terms of UFO, and you know, as you mentioned in your in your opening here, in the name of your show, paranormal, the new normal. Uh, you know, it is, I do find a lot of normalization, especially when I compare paranormal to the UFO community, uh, being in that community for uh, professionally for a long time. Um, I've come up with a matrix essentially to um, bridge the gap between the paranormal and the UFO subject because I, I, you know, they could very well be connected. And if they are connected, then it kind of normalizes itself. So, Which w- We'll
1: get into that in a little bit for sure, because I definitely want to bring some of that up later on. But the second question I'd like to ask everybody is, what experiences have you had with any paranormal entity, whether it be ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, aliens? I mean, I'm sure your list is huge. But
0: <laughs> Well, personally, I have not uh, had any encounter with anything physical. Um, whether that being a being or a craft, I have spent many, uh, about eight years or so speaking to thousands of people who have had these encounters and I do believe that they do exist. Um, uh, I just haven't, fortunately, I haven't had, uh, an encounter. Um, my experience, but I I am an experiencer. I, I have had what I'm calling a psychogenic experience or some call that a download or, um, you know, and, uh, uh I forget the other terms for that, but essentially in that in that wheelhouse, um, and I had just basically a vision of some geometric, interesting, elaborate shape, which is uh, which you can see on our website, um, experiencersupport.org. If we you just check the symbols and icon section, and through that symbol, um, I basically built the Experience Support Association, which is uh, the group that I'm in right now. So.
1: And what is that organization? Because I can't say I've heard of it.
0: Um, So have you heard of the Mutual UFO Network?
1: MUFON, of course, yeah.
0: Yeah, of course. So essentially it's the same thing, but better. And the reason (laughs) why I say that is because I am a former uh, chief investigator for MUFON Canada, national chief investigator for MUFON Canada. I am former director of training for MUFON national. So I was responsible for writing the, the, uh, the newest field investigator manual, which never got printed. Um, and the, uh, I was responsible for, uh, training all the investigators, um, and in, well, around 2017, 18 at the time, on how to investigate UFOs, uh, being a trained licensed private investigator. I own my own private investigating company as well. So I, I, you know, I have the skills and whatnot to, uh, work within that department, uh, move on. And I didn't see eye to eye, um, and I just took the idea and decided to, you know, do it on my own and have a Canadian version because i'm canadian and uh yeah and move on hq runs the way that they run in america but canada does business a little different let's just leave it on that
1: (laughs) well i mean that's nothing wrong with that i mean a lot of great things have started because someone didn't like the way someone was doing something so they wanted to start their own thing i mean that's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, MUFON's
0: a great starting place. For me, uh, it was how, like when I first started there, it was great. I mean, it helped me. Uh, the connections that I have, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had that if I didn't start with MUFON. So I'm not trying to poop on it entirely. I'm grateful for those opportunities. But this subject is so complex. MUFON is, is a neophyte in comparison to what's actually going on. They're only focusing on ufo nuts and bolts and machines they're not focusing on paranormal they're not focusing on consciousness they're not focusing on uh, you know the abduction phenomenon all the things that are harmful you know Uh, so that's kind of where i spearheaded and focus more on the people to give them support because they're affected by it negatively even if we don't have answers for them they still need support interesting
1: which i mean so if you don't if you don't mind me asking uh so, well, actually, you basically just said it. Like, you guys go in a little deeper than MUFON does. MUFON is still just trying to classify UFO sightings by the old way of just saying, oh, it's a saucer in the sky, basically.
0: Yeah, and, it, well, yeah, essentially, I want to say about Deeper is a different, different perspective, but with our goals in mind is to get, get the answers. But our focus isn't, isn't broad, so we accept the uh, possibility of everything because it could be connected. So if you if you were, so MUFON would only take in the UFO reports, do their studies, how they would do it, and they do, do their work how they normally do that. That's fine for that group. But for all the other groups, this is an organization where we amalgamate all these thinking, all these thoughts, bring all those pieces of evidence together to see what they have in common with and see what the people have in common to kind of get a, a true reading of what this phenomenon actually could be. Because it's not just a craft in the sky that Mufon's looking for. It's it's all some of these crafts could be trans, uh, um, interdimensional or, or trans medium. And that requires, uh, you know, engineers and physics like a higher level of education and things like that that need to be approached on the subject in a higher, <laughs> higher level. So when you get the experience you're in the middle of that too, who's affected by it has that belief has maybe some residual evidence. So such as like an implant or some markings or any things like that, you know, they, they require support. They require, uh, if not the answers, then at least acceptance and belief and, and, you know, and direction towards feeling better about the experience while accepting that it happened because there's a lot of negative things that happen. You know, there's uh uh, sexual abuse that happens with extraterrestrials and paranormal, you know, the succubus and all, you know, sleep demons, all that other stuff. So, again, that's kind of like a and that's where I find the the parallel between the industry, we'll say industries, because there's paranormal and there's UFO. But paranormal simply means not normal. So technically, UFO is in that paranormal bracket. But don't tell anyone in ufology that because they won't be they won't accept that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I always kind of considered UFO as part of the paranormal world. Well, yeah, if we yeah. don't know what it is,
0: it's it's not normal, right? So, I'm, yeah. but and many, I mean, yeah, sorry, go ahead.
1: So, yeah, I mean, and I like to think like if organizations like this existed back in the '60s, '70s, then maybe we would have a lot more proof from Barney and Betty Hill's experience than we do, and maybe we are maybe they would have been much more willing to talk to people about it rather than trying to stay out of the public eye.
0: Yeah. And, and proof is very important and you're, and that's a good point, especially with where I'm at right now, looking at ufology crumble and in, in, in present time, even up to this morning, there's the drama, of course um, we were not in a place where this could openly share. So like, you know, there are things that have happened that have allowed opportunity for this to be open. And not and normalized and not taboo anymore that's just the ufo part paranormal kind of leans into that and kind of subject it but they don't really focus on that they're not mentioning that but the proof also gets ex- embellished now because anybody can say i'm a ufo uh, expert i'm a uf i'm a paranormal investigator I, i'm an experience i have proof i have evidence and all this other stuff and then as a trained investigator who you know who who constantly reviews different types of evidence in order to prep for you know legal court proceedings and things like that. There ain't a lot of evidence out there that's solid enough, but that isn't necessarily a single person to blame. There's media involved. There's these ideas of what's expected because what's been circulated and these people aren't investigators by trade and they don't know how um, contaminating uh, that they can be to the evidence with it while they're, sharing it around and moving around and how sensitive it is. So nine times at the end, uh, a lot of my work is having a conversation with saying, that's a really cool story and that's a really cool experience, but you got no evidence. I can't help you. So the next time this happens, do this, do this and do this, but then the experience never happens again. So it's yeah, quite a, con- it's, an, it's, it's been a good ride, but I think it finally got, it. you know, figured out every once in a while, I get a good case. That's interesting yeah and i mean well
1: canada alone is a
0: hot spot for
1: paranormal activity it's i mean I, on my other show we have we do a different topic every week on my on my other show i do with two co-hosts and um my co-host deborah is from canada so she always wow. likes to bring the the canadian side to uh all the episodes and canada has a lot of weird stuff happen. like i mean the united states is just as much of course but it's just it seems like Everything is in Canada, like things you won't find in the United States and most of the United States, at least it's in Canada. I mean, giants well, and giants picture on top of mountains, like the amount of UFO abductions in Canada is absurd, obscene. Like you wouldn't even think it.
0: Am I able to uh, share my screen for a second? Can I do that? Oh, of course. Perfect. Because I want to show you something to just on that more. So on my website, it's called uh, experiencersupport.org. Um, I got you. There you go. Yeah. So this is just kind of a, a in the evidence section. You go to investigations, evidence, uh, visual evidence database, but you can also find it on the homepage. But my uh, this map here, I'm keeping track of uh, all the events that I've investigated, including declassified documents from Canadian uh, governments. Um, and this is so this is my map of Canada, basically. Um, put the labels on here, but I am eventually starting to get some some stuff here in America as well, but we have, yeah. So I just wanted to kind of validate your, your thought there. that here's some evidence in real time that, um, I would suggest that, and I'm getting things, you know, so this is, a, that's audio from a, from a pilot, who um, who's selling unidentified objects. We have a whole bunch of things in here. So interesting. I kind of wanted to share that. Well, I advise all my listeners to definitely
1: go check out that website and see what he's uncovered. I mean, we see, we brought up a map we we brought up a map that the NADP does, the North American Dogman Patrol. What? I think I know but not patrol, uh I always forget the P stands for but and like they have a map of the United States and Canada with all their recorded experiences with dogmen and
0: yeah.
1: Canada Canada has a lot of creepy ones with dogmen, like a lot of like close encounters and like close calls, it's. Well, see,
0: yeah, and that's the interesting too, because a lot of people. I'm not the only person in the world who's doing a data set on 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 paranormal or weird things, uh, you know. And the the criteria that everybody has will also be different. Mine is quite minimal, uh, because my standards are quite high. I'm looking for specific evidence. I'm building a case that I'm trying to um, eventually use. Um, as evidence to support that the phenomenon exists in order to help the people with dealing with it. I don't care for the answers right now because we're not going to get that, but at least acknowledging that there are people experiencing something and they need some support in some way. So my angle is on the support side. So with that thought, I get dog man reports too. I get Bigfoot reports too, but there's no evidence. So with no evidence, I don't put it on the site because I, these, this is a visual yeah. evidence database. So you don't get, and, I mean, it's, you don't get footprints or anything even well it depends on what's being submitted but i mean I, then i talk to the witness and try to figure out how it obtained it and it's like oh well, this is not my photo okay well that's great connect me with the original witness oh i don't have that contact okay well carry on so i dismiss a lot of things based on uh the chain of custody of the evidence because there's so many things circulating and i can't trust unless i speak to the source Um, But I still cater to the individual who made the report. We have good conversation and we talk about it. and Everything's, you know, uh, copacetic um, and whatnot. But I am very, um, very picky with the evidence. And you'll notice that I don't have the Tic Tac videos on here. I don't have any of the Corbell videos on here. Those are evidence. And they, but they've been recently debunked. So, therefore, it's not, doesn't go on the uh, UFO and paranormal database. Wait, Wait a minute. The
1: Tic Tac video that the government used to announce that UFOs are real has been debunked. has been debunked. I haven't heard about that.
0: Well, of course you wouldn't hear about it because media only is pushing that theory and that and that fear agenda, right? So, um, I'll if you I'll name two people. You just look for Mick West and you look for um, Stephen Greenstreet. Just follow them for a little bit, and then and then you'll be able to put the pieces together that, um this ufology circuit is a scam. And as a private investigator, uh, I have openly worked privately with individuals to find information to uncover the fact that there are some people out there um, that embellish on this idea, take advantage of us experiencers, and they're just trying to sell and 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 profiteer on this. So I actually work underground with a bunch of people undercover um, to outsource these things. And we have media that, puts it out and explains it, but it doesn't get on CNN or the mainstream media because that's not the agenda or at least as it appears to be. So do we, do you,
1: I mean, I have my own theories and all this, but do you personally think that the government put that out there just to kind of try to commit it to create distraction from COVID or from something
0: else? Well, the, the opportunity was there. Do you, Will they do that? Can they do that? Yes, it's a probability. Is it likely? That's what we need to determine. Anything is possible Um, to distract from COVID. Like, I mean, you can do anything to distract from COVID. You can do, COVID could be a distraction itself from other things, like who knows? So it's the intent that you need to understand, but there's also trust there. So if you don't trust your government already, it makes it hard to trust anything, even if it's good for you. So, you know, you know, so there is that that is a whole rabbit hole. But to, to know for certain what their motive is, that's yet to be determined. Everything in this in the UFO uh, fight, I guess, is on this belief that they're not telling us the truth and they're withholding. Which is possible, but it's also which, possible they've told us the truth and everything. And then the problems that we're having in these circles is that we just believed someone else's uh, opinion and took it as fact. And then it just blew up. Um, so there's a lot of lot of that, and that's in the paranormal community as well. Um, like Zach Bagans is in the news right now for for fake uh, faking, allegedly, uh, without evidence right now, faking uh, some of his TV shows that got canceled. So it's well, not, I mean,
1: it's Ghost Adventures and all those shows. I never held much stake in, but.
0: But it's, it's a different community, but it's the same thing. It's people in media making money on the big screen, putting, you know, putting their ideas and opinions out there. And then us as experiencers believing it, taking it because we've had an experience. The reason why we believe it is because these things are happening. These things are real. We just don't understand why they're happening or where they're coming from. But we get these ideas of misdirection, perhaps, of what they could be, which creates this fear, which creates this curiosity and distracts us. Because when we we want to believe that there's an afterlife, we want to believe that there's extraterrestrials out there because we don't want to know that when we die, nothing happens. We don't want to know that we're stuck here on this planet. So these are um, kind of getting into a philosophical conversation here, but I don't, I don't, I'm trying to stay positive, but like the, you know, it, the reality um, of what ufology and paranormal investigating is about is quite grim. Um, And I'm speaking from experience because when I first started in this industry, you know, I was getting along with all these people because I checked all the boxes and they like my experience. They like my uh, my professionalism in terms of the skill sets that I have. But then I got to a point where I'm like, yo, you're all great and, and all these other things, but you're also wrong. So here's evidence that proves you're wrong. Where do we go from here? And then it's like, I'm not talking to you anymore. So like, you know, and, and as a private investigator who also investigates like normal things, you know, like missing people or uh, infidelity, child custody and things like that, the same thing happens. And what's common is people, people lie and people embellish and people, you know, uh, market and sell. The question is why, you know, and especially when they're lying. So if the government is lying to us, the question is not if or what, it's why. Why are they lying to us? Well, you what, do you know, think? what do you think? Hold, hold some
1: candy in this hand and distract the kitty so they don't see what's in your other hand behind your back. I mean, that's kind of like what the government is known for. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm, famous for, say, I'm famous for saying like, oh, watch the next big pandemic. They're going to say Bigfoot's
0: real. Well, yeah. I mean, the timing of UFOs and stuff crashing and things like that at the end of COVID and then we got a Ukraine war. Like the, the timing of all these things going uh you know, simultaneously if you will is quite unique but could be a coincidence and it could be a cause and effect because of the pandemic which literally destroyed the world so that doesn't help the people that have seen ghosts that seen these crafts and know for yeah. sure and believe beyond a reasonable doubt and will swear up and down that there are things happening but yet they don't have any proof why don't they have any proof because maybe it's not existing in this three-dimensional world. Maybe we're seeing it in our mind, which doesn't mean we're mental. doesn't mean we're crazy. It's just we can't tell the difference between what, what reality we're seeing it in and which reality we're communicating in because it's so, it's so uh, advanced, perhaps. And well, how do we prove uh, that?
1: Well... I mean, I had a guest on a few, well, a few months ago now, Vincent Field. He wrote a book about this. He's a lucid dreamer slash astral projectionist. And he wrote a book called Lucid Dreaming and Astral Projection. And he has traveled in his dreams to multiple different dimensions. And he says, like, he he kind of made me believe that that's maybe more than anything where these extraterrestrials are coming from is they're really ultra-terrestrials. They're coming from other dimensions. They're not coming from our deep outer space like we've always thought originally.
0: And if that's true, we're all, a lot of us, majority of us, are looking in the wrong place, which is why the, exactly. effort, the effort is high. as Like observing all the people in, these, in this community trying to solve the answers, the effort is tremendously high. But they're misdirected, or they could be, at least according to my theories and my research based on what I've observed. So, of course, just because I have a different perspective on it doesn't mean my perspective is, is the per- way to go. It's just I've been in all of these perspectives, played the game, looked at the evidence, still end up shorthanded. And then I start to find, starting to find more evidence of something going on when I start studying the people. And I learn more. About the phenomenon when i started studying the people than i ever have by studying the phenomenon because the people i can measure the people i can talk to that's the focus because if we focus internal and if it is ultra dimensional or interdimensional that means it's local right yeah so, so which which focusing our thoughts so we talk about remote viewing or astral travel so if you think Aliens are in space and you actually travel to space, you don't find aliens. Well, that might make sense because they're not there or you can't get to space. Well, maybe that's because we can't get to space. So, you know, this believe right? If that's a rabbit hole we could go down if you would like. But the, the uh, you know, yeah, people argue over the shape of the earth, too. That's something that's another thing, too. I spent some time with the flat earth community just trying to compare, you know, you know, the people and with ufology because of course they butt heads because it's it's all these other things and these theories but as, as far as a theory goes they're no different in terms of evidence because we they you know these are ideas with lack of proof and it could be possible but the but you get in these arguments where your opinion is so preposterous per- per- so so big you know and absurd um but yet ours is is the same and yet this is more you know civilized and things like that so you get these interesting uniques but with the Flat Earth community, what I find interesting and what they share with the ufology community is this belief that the uh, their space agencies are lying and the space agencies are, uh, you know, withholding information or perhaps filming uh, fake, fake information, which is a possibility. But that doesn't mean that it's true. I mean, there's a.
1: See, we we covered this in depth in my other podcast. I yeah. my, 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 my call my co-host Scott. It's yeah. so, so for the fake moon landing and the idea of a hollow moon. But I, personally, I don't know which way to go with this. I really don't. I mean, we haven't been back to the moon since 60, what was it, 67? Something like that, 69? But we haven't been back there supposedly since then. And we tried, but we fail every time. And we can't get into space. And the fact that these astronauts are coming back to Earth, supposedly, with the G-force it would require to get through the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. How could they survive that in like a tin bucket that would ha- they would have had in the 60s? It's not even as advanced, nowhere near as advanced what we have today. Like it's so hard to believe
0: analyze it. the evidence, right, and the video and all these other things, and if you were to accept um, testimonial evidence, there are videos floating around of Buzz Aldrin who admits that it never happened. So... Yeah. You know whether he's pretending now, or because he's mad at the government today, or that really happened. You have, you know, there are things that don't make it to mainstream. Working in the flat Earth community, there's I got introduced to an underground community of where there's actual information that isn't making to mainstream, um, but the facts are there. So you know it's quite it's quite interesting. And then so. Um, just for prefix i'm not, I'm not supporting either theory of the shape of the earth. What I'm trying to emphasize is that is the shape of the earth is something we all should agree on and not everybody can agree on that. So I,
1: I know yeah see I know that but to, uh,
0: that you know in terms of our belief that's just an example of, of of how many of us don't believe what we're actually being told, but is it possible? that what we're being told is the truth. We're just choosing not to believe it because the truth does hurt. We're stuck in a box. We can't go anywhere. When you die, nothing happens. Or, you know, there is space. There is other places. There are other things to go. And if you continue to work for as long as possible, eventually you'll get there.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I'll sure I'll say cuz I said before, I think flat I, th- I think I think flat earth theory is ridiculous. I really do cuz I mean, we have satellites up there. Even if we couldn't get to the moon, we do have satellites up there and I am a firm believer that those are real. At so, least so, most of them. So
0: you it's know, funny about that. The flat earth community is totally raging right now because their belief was that these satellites are carried by high uh, altitude functioning balloons. And what have we had recently in the news lately? Not one, but four potentially high-altitude balloons carrying surveillance devices which look like satellites. So there's evidence to support that theory now. But does that mean the Earth is flat? And by flat, we're not talking about a frisbee. We're just talking, you know, a, a non-rotation, a non-rotating Earth. So Yeah,
1: which, I mean, I don't... And it could, I... still, have, it
0: could still have a, a spherical shape. So there's but OK, so again, not not on either side. What I'm saying is there's not enough evidence to prove indefinitely the shape of the Earth, unless you believe what NASA is telling us one hundred and ten percent. So do you believe that everything that NASA puts out regardless is actu- is actually factual?
1: I don't. I mean, personally, I don't, but so obviously NASA is paid for by the government. So, I mean, of course they, not.
0: they very, very well could also be hiding these secrets. So that's that's the problem is that there's that genuine huge belief that we're being lied to when we have no evidence to prove whether we've been lied to at all. We just think that because they've lied about some things. This is an all statement, right? They, so they do lie, but do they lie about everything?
1: Right, yeah, I mean, I try to think about it as logically as like mm-hmm. what would the government benefit from lying about, and what wouldn't they benefit from lying about because I mean well, the benefit of not-
0: lying about the, the 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 earth being different than the way that it is is that there's more land and more resources that are being reserved that we don't have access to, and by not letting us have access to it, therefore they whatever they need it for can be used for that, and they don't have to share it. You know, the Garden of Eden was in the uh, center of the Earth, in the Arctic Circle. Um, not, you know, and and once that we were kicked out of that, we would have been in a, you know, the area that we're in now is the is the is the next area. And what's beyond that, right? The story of Atlantis has four concentric circles. Atlantis could be the entire Earth, not just um, a, a continent on this planet. So there's like so many conspiracies. So, so I'm kind of going all over the place, but what i kind of want to emphasize is that as an investigator, I've investigated every single one of these theories uh, to try and figure out what everything has in common, because inside every belief, there is some truth as well as lies and opinions, but what is the truth in all that and how to bring it all together and regulate it. And the only thing that can be measured is the people.
1: Well, see, I have had it's funny because I've had a couple different people on that talk about Atlantis like that was the pure thing they focus on. And one of them wrote a book and he supposedly him and his partner found where Atlantis is. His I mean, he believes it so thoroughly that he says, like, if you read his book, there's nothing that you'll have no doubt about it because he has given like 99% proven that it's where it's supposed to him. It's somewhere in the north central northeastern African desert as is where atlantis at least the main city was he believes that they were the first democratic city and they are they had little minor like uh, nation states all over the world basically but he believes that's where they were until they got wiped out by the Greeks and Egyptians but but he also I mean and then I had another atlantis person who believes that he wrote, he wrote Tim Kelly, who wrote the book "The Secret: The Hidden History of Humanity." He believes that Atlantis was extraterrestrials. That that's it was extraterrestrials mating with humans, and that's what made Atlantis. And that and the extraterrestrials were the reasons that Atlantis was able to grow faster than any other civilization on Earth ever did. Mm-hmm. But it also led to their destruction, according to him. And I don't know. I mean, I can see both theories, kind of. I can. Like whether Atlantis was just really an advanced human civilization or an advanced hybrid civilization of humans and extraterrestrials, who knows? But
0: and and we 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 accept a lot of a lot of things. We don't deny that there was an advanced civilization. We don't deny um, that it appeared to be four concentric circles. What we're questioning is the location. And that kind of, kind of brings us full circle to what we talked about earlier is if we're misdirected on the location and we are spiritual beings that have the ability to use our mind to travel and then we're using our mind to travel to the wrong place, we will never find it. If you do some research on on, on Hyperborea, the Hyperboreans uh, is, a, is a civilization uh, in the center, uh, in the North Pole, in the Arctic, I do a lot of research on this because it's part of Canada. Um, You know, you will learn um, that it's possible that the Garden of Eden story started there, which therefore is Atlantis, which is the same thing, which therefore is Valhalla as well for the Norse mythology. So there's a lot of parallels there. And if we left the Garden of Eden because we were, you know, free thinking or, you know, and where would they send us well that's where we are now and if you know and that's where you know where these ideas come from and where now we have all of these giant megaliths and pyramids and these big structures that we don't know how they were built but if we were inside the center of the uh of the arctic in the garden of eden while they lived outside here and then all of a sudden they had to move us because we multiplied made bigger space so now that's why we're finding all these things because that's where they were where are they now in the next circle which therefore would be beyond this alleged ice wall so so again i'm not pushing for the flat earth theory what i'm trying to emphasize is that in this world of conspiracies if you believe in this flat earth theory and you actually listen to the evidence that's around it and you bring these conspiracies on that we that we're having trouble with it fits which means it like it solves the problems it gives you answers for everything can't be proven of course but it fits then it makes sense but doesn't mean it's true you remove that from the theory and you look at everything else and you have all these issues and you have all this chaos that chaos is because it doesn't make sense because you're using the wrong map you're using the wrong place. We're using the wrong time. Our calendars aren't even the proper calendar. The first of the of the uh, April, April 1st, uh, originally was the first day of the year. And we originally had 13 months. You know, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that happen in this world that used to be different. And now we have all this chaos and why did they need to change it? So there's evidence to show that something needed to change, but is that evidence because we've advanced and we've learned that we were wrong, you know, and that's a possibility too. But if you compare other civilizations to what they knew, they knew so much more than what we know. Now we know less, but someone mm-hmm. still knows, right? So it's just this huge chaos. And then I come back in order to live in this life because accepting this reality, it's dark, it's grim. But why would they do that? Why would they lie to us? And, I, and, I, and if that was true, if anything was being withheld, I, I like to think that they're doing it on purpose to create a better life, create a better existence, create a better thought. Because the thought of us being trapped, the thought of us being slaves, the thought of us being, you know, all these things, that's not a good thought. And if we think bad things, we do bad things.
1: See... Okay, so many wormholes jumped down on that one. <laughs> so many, but um, see, I'm gonna start with this because I, I had this theory, and I don't know if I originated this theory or if someone else said it and I just kind of took it as my own. I, I I'd like to openly admit that first, always, because I don't know or remember where it came from. And I've blown other podcasters' minds with this. <laughs> like Tori from Be Afraid of the Dark podcast still says like her mind's still reeling from this idea, but. I have a theory that Earth is a prison planet and that at these the extraterrestrials have a, basically a galactic UN or dupe, or I mean, pick a sci-fi show and take the council from it. And they get rid of extraterrestrial species they don't want around anymore or that are pose a threat, which would explain cryptids, such as Sasquatch or Dogmen or the Jersey Devil. I mean, not Jersey Devil, because there's only one of them, supposedly. I mean, troopacabras even maybe lake lake and sea monsters, maybe like all these cryptids that we know live in mass populations and are not like one-offs, like the Jersey Devil or the Frogman or something like that. But and that's the the other part of that theory is that that's why we see UFOs in the sky all the time is because they're basically prison wardens and they and they're watching over Earth to make sure that none of the things escape. And that's why. There's a lot of instances where you see a sasquatch and then there's a uFO setting the same time and i well, the, yeah, the only yeah. thing i do, the only thing I can't put into this theory hundred percent well I can, but I don't want to because I don't know if it's true or not could humans have been prisoners too that got dropped here or or did we develop naturally or or were we already here when the aliens decided to do this yeah, like very- I, humans are the outlying piece in that that I can't like put a certain thing on but
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Wow. You just added, you added another layer to this. This is great. Um, But something that you interest that you said to that I thought was interesting as well is this, there, there is also some clap back with, uh, you know, anthropology and and cryptozoology where um, Bigfoot is a creature of this earth and there is no association of paranormal or extraterrestrial or UFO with it. But yet we do see some reports where you know bigfoot scene he disappears he or she disappears and then next you know there's a ufo that takes off like that that is kind of common now is that reality or is that a combination of these thoughts mixed together and then these different side beliefs and all this other stuff because that's confusion on its own um you know and alex mistretta have you ever watched my stuff <laughs> which i don't think you do but i know we always argue back and forth about uh about the possibility. He's an anthropologist, so he's got the background to be able to say Bigfoot's this and Bigfoot's that. Um so but as far as evidence goes, I always I always twist it and say, well, you can't prove it either, so therefore we could be right too. I yeah. mean, I,
1: I, the whole idea of Bigfoot and the whole Gigantithicus like theory, mm-hmm. I that was a theory I always stuck to for Bigfoot for the longest time. Mm-hmm. until i started hearing stuff that made me question it but for a long for most of my life that's the theory i stuck to
0: mm-hmm. which i don't know i mean i mean uh, okay, I could was, okay so so um i also let's talk about ancient astronaut theory and then the Anunnaki and sumerians cuneiform all that other stuff so the the actual let's see if i can point to my yeah, test the symbol there. That's actually the kaneo form Anu for the Sumerian religion. The reason why we have that symbol is it's also was part of my vision as well. But it's the oldest symbol that was ever recorded uh, for God. So if uh, as an investigator, that would be sourced. That would be the, the closest thing to the original idea as possible. Everything else has been whatever and changed and shifted. So this, So on that belief let's assume that the ancient astronaut theory and the Sumerian uh, Anunnaki stories are accurate, right? Um, then there is this being called Enkidu, which was created by Enki. Uh, Wait a minute.
1: Did Enkidu? Like um, Gilgamesh's correct. best friend? Gil- yeah, okay, I, I had a feeling.
0: So if you look at the description, uh, so are you are familiar with the Epic of Gilgamesh? So the Mm -hmm. the king chooses to die and then he was lonely. And then Enki, which is, which is the Christian Satan, which is actually in Sumerian is a good guy. So there's a flop there. we can get into that if you want, but the, um, so with Gilgamesh uh, wanting a companion made by Enki, which made Enkidu or Enkidu, however you want to say it. um, The description of that. So Enkidu is basically a very tall ape-like creature That Uh, Gilgamesh, who was a very tall giant king, associated with uh, as a demigod, half half Anunnaki, half Sumerian. If I'm, you know, fact check this to make sure it's accurate, but I'm I'm trying to pull from thoughts here, a part of my brain I haven't used in a while, and. um so he wrestles this beast and eventually becomes friends with it, and eventually they work together. And then in the end of this epic, Gilgamesh died, or not Gilgamesh um, and Keto die. Um, and but then he comes back in spirit. And then there's this paranormal thing and mysticism, transmedium. And there's a fight with a robot. There's like it's, it's chaos. But this is back in antiquity, back in the day. So if that was accurate, then. That should be accurate now. And and if that's the source that you can use, um, then that that alone proves the possibility of this UFO and paranormal connection with a Bigfoot type creature. But Zachariah Sitchin has been discredited. People try to discredit him after he died coincidentally everyone who dies gets discredited. They don't get discredited when they're living. <laughs> but, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of Tax towards the idea so i'm just saying imagine that being the source that being the original story and it was translated properly that sumerians also believed in a flat earth non-rotating earth sumerians also believed in you know uh all of these things that we're talking about and that's the first civilization it's just our civilization right now that is learning that it's different there's several civilizations prior to that that followed the same thought over years. So why change it?
1: Exactly. I mean, and yes, I I see. I, I know that big Gilgamesh because I'm a huge mythology lover, and I always I always bring up Inqidu on my show too as a because there's a lot of belief that he could have been a Sasquatch or he could have been a Dogman even. Yeah, very either is well. possible, and right. I mean, yeah. The, the fact that, the fact that in ancient Egypt, Anubis was basically a dog man god, and right. and I actually had a, a guest who was in the army with his friend, who, his buddy, who was part of his troop. They were in Egypt, and he saw a statue of Anubis, and he didn't know anything about Egyptian gods, and he started freaking out and asking him, "What's that? What's that?" Right. And they're like, "That's a, that's an ancient Egyptian god, Anubis." And they're like, "He's like, I've seen the same exact thing in my backyard twice when I was a kid." And he grew up in New Orleans. Well,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. rural territory. The connection to Dogman is interesting too, and I've heard that, and it does make sense because where does the ideas come from? And people draw um, what they don't understand. So, like, let's talk. You let's um, let's talk about the sun disk for a minute. Hello, <laughs> um, the uh, so the sun disk um in egyptian mythology which is the the circle with the wings attached to it um yeah. so some people believe that to be um you know a an actual flying craft of some sort but what if um it's not what if it's it could be a planet it could be a flying saucer it could be a whole bunch of things Was the circles in the middle so when 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 they drew back in the day, they drew things to explain the characteristics that they observed without knowing how it worked. So another example is we look at angels, or we look at the Anunnaki, there's wings attached to them. Did they literally have wings? Or did they put wings on them because they could fly? We didn't know how they could fly. But we know birds can fly and birds use wings. Exactly. So with the sun disk, maybe it was a UFO, maybe it's a planet, Nibiru, Nibiru, if you wanted the planet X, and the wings are just symbolic to suggest that it flies, it moves. And if you look at the sun disk this way, it appears to be an orb, but if you look at the sun disk this way, and look up, and imagine there's no wings there, what do you have? A flying saucer.
1: Yeah, which I mean, I mean, plus the idea that cavemen, oh, wow. they all had paintings of, you know, cows and other things they would see on a daily basis in their caves. But, oh, gee, what's that next to the goat? Oh, that's a flying saucer looking up painting in their cave, which they would have no idea what the hell they're drawing unless they actually saw it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's that's the whole thing. I mean, you mentioned the Arctic. I'm a big proponent of the idea that hollow Earth theory. I kind of can get behind that more than I ever can get behind flat Earth, because one, missing 411 plus the case systems in the the United States kind of match up. That's the biggest proof right there. And Antarctica, you're not allowed to go there unless you're granted permission by the UN.
0: And you can only go so far. You can't go. You can't go everywhere. Yeah,
1: you could. You can go, you can go to their little, I've seen pictures of it. You can go to the little bases on the coast of it, basically. But which makes me think like, what if there is in Antarctica, because I'm a big proponent too for living dinosaurs, what, what if there is like a savage land type area in the middle of Antarctica Mm -hmm. that, and that's why we're not allowed there is because we would basically be killed.
0: It's interesting because I, ha- I have a map over here. I have tons of maps from different uh, different civilizations to kind of figure out the answer to that question amongst many other. But there, this particular map that I'm pointing at right over here does, it shows Antarctica, um, but there's no ice. And it it shows it in a circle as if, uh, like as if it was a flat map. And the thing is too with the um, uh, Arisimus, I forget how to say it. But anyways, this map is basically the globe map. It's just you put it on a globe and then it becomes together. And it's just how it how it is when you open it. But this particular map shows dino, what appears to be dinosaurs or saber-toothed tigers and, and, and all these things that we learned about. So in history, we do have evidence of all these things existing. And I think what's just being changed is the location. The, that we're being lied about is the location of it the um the time frame everything else because they change the calendar they change time when they introduce time zones right you know uh, you know and uh, you know do time zones actually need to happen we just have universal time already but then everybody has their own time because we want to have a fair amount of time of daylight and let's look at the Tower of Babel idea, since you like to go into that, that Tower of Babel very well could be inside Garden of Eden, in the center of the earth, and because we were able to build something so great while working together, we were unified, we were able to reach the heavens, then all of a sudden, God decides, let's separate them and give them different languages so they can't work together and they can't talk to each other, which would explain why we're all confused right now.
1: Exactly, I mean... And I mean, but see, it's the thing that it's the idea that even though we have different languages, we all can agree on a lot of the same things. Like there are stories of Sasquatch from all over the world. And I mean, Native Americans have stories of them going back hundreds and hundreds of years, like a a, a century almost. I mean,
0: and if we all these things as being true, in fact, I think we would get along quite well. It's just there's a decision to to take that away from us, to distract us from that—that's why I keep asking the question: Why? Why?
1: Exactly. I mean, I mean, it's—it uh, makes you. Th- I mean, I'm a, We just did a conspiracies bracket back in—I want to say December on this. Uh, yeah, because thankful for cryptids. Okay. Oh no, November because it was thankful. It was a Thanksgiving thankful for conspiracies bracket, yeah. and. Uh see the Illuminati slash New World Order like conspiracy to me as always just seemed too unique to not be true. Like just the fact that all these things happen, no one can explain why.
0: And in, in order for that to work, um some of us would have our parliament or our government wouldn't have would have to be in on it or be in the dark just as well. So there would have to be some intermediate group of individuals that keeps the controllers at bay but yet says enough to the uh, the current people in government to get them to do what's needed to do um, without them questioning it so well, I mean you know the order for that to work because the reason why I'm saying it would that would that would be under the idea that it's systematic and it's organized crime let's just say for lack of a better word. If there are no controllers, if there are no people that exist, then they can come in at any time, take us, do whatever they want um, and and all those things. So because we don't live in a world where we're constantly in fear in this three dimensional reality of these things, that doesn't mean they don't exist. But if they're if they do exist and they're protecting us and preserving us for what purpose? Why? If they don't exist. um. There's evidence to support that because it's not happening. But why do we believe that? Right. So there's a whole bunch of different things that have happened in the past. And we've compiled all these thoughts together to come up with new conspiracies within conspiracies.
1: Well, I mean. But
0: what's the truth?
1: That's the well. The truth's out there. Matters. That's the only thing I'll say.
0: <laughs> well, what matters? What really matters? If I told you. If you learn today that the earth was indeed a non-rotating planet and we are on a, and we're the only planet and everything we have is inside here and that's the truth. And you, you know, does that change anything? I mean, if we brought it back to
1: the idea that then it would be the sun that rotates around the earth and the earth stands still, like Mm -hmm. I could honestly, I mean, I could, I wouldn't have that much trouble believing it if someone told me like all of a sudden like oh that's the truth like we they've been hiding it for 500 years they burned Copernicus at the stake because of what he said but it was really he, he was to, it's only because he was trying to sway you away from the truth and I mean I'm I don't know it's Templars existed Freemasons still exist I mean for God's sake so it's just there's so many groups out there that are secret societies and have been around since medieval times or earlier even. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a big, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Assassin's Creed games, so I get a little in my head when it comes to Tempars.
0: I love those games for sure.
1: So, I mean, a- anybody who's into the paranormal conspiracy world should love those games, I think. But it's just the the whole idea that something's been some society's been controlling us since ancient times, and they still exist.
0: You, can you see where I'm pointing there?
1: I can see you pointing. I can't really see what you're pointing at.
0: Oh, that's a that's a square encompass right there.
1: Oh, oh, okay. I can see it now. You're yeah, uh, you kind of blocking it can with you
0: can can your can hand. Can yeah. Right <laughs> behind the, those images is a square and compass clock. And then inside that shrine down here is a Templar, um, a Templar uh, mask. And then everything else inside there is a bunch of uh, Masonic uh, regalia, because uh, that I've earned over the years. Because I'm actually, I'm actually amazing. I saw,
1: I saw that on your profile. I saw you were a Freemason, and I was like, oh, interesting.
0: And it's interesting because I, I have several degrees and I'm in high ranking, and I haven't seen anything, at least what I've learned so far, that really resonates with this conspiracy on the outside. That doesn't mean it's not true, because there's still degrees I haven't achieved yet. You know? Um, but I'm not seeing that on the inside based on the way that Masonry actually is, from my experience. However, I do see evidence that there are people that were part of the organization and then did bad things.
1: Oh, yeah. But As any masonry. organization has that, though.
0: Yeah. So, Paul Bernardo, for one, you know, serial killer, was a junior warden of a Masonic lodge in Canada. So, you know, that you know, made a very bad rap for that because his friends and Masons were also police officers and they covered it up because they didn't want to have a disdain to the launch. And then once that comes out to the public, it's a secret. You withhold it then the church and then we lied and all these other things. But these secret societies wouldn't exist if we were able to be open with our thoughts and beliefs. St. Patrick, Uh, allegedly could be uh, a, a, a Mason because he was pagan before, but he had to do Christian stuff or his family would be killed. And when he was caught practicing his pagan beliefs on top of preaching the Christian thing, that's when he was killed on March 17th. So the St. Patrick's Day that's coming up is actually a death day that we would be celebrating. So even holidays are not exactly what it is. But the reason why we have underground communities is because there's not enough comfortability ufology is a cult paranormal is a cult it is right because we can't be open about it and and that doesn't and there could be bad people in paranormal there could be bad people in ufology there's bad people in masonry but there's also I, there, there's also yeah good. i mean
1: exactly there's yin and yang always exists no matter what you're talking about that's the thing and but do but, the
0: uh, masons control the world i don't think so because
1: i mean I don't think so either. I don't think Masons do at least, or at least if they do, they're only a small part of it. It's only very high up in the society that actually has something to say about it. I yeah. think the rest of it's all for show somewhat, but. I mean, we do, we just, do just, make some burn,
0: burn units. Like we do a lot of charity. Like there's no, I don't think. Oh, I mean, yeah, of course you do. In the world, But it's still possible because maybe We're, someone in a higher rank is also affiliated with that launch, but doesn't, that doesn't mean. So I, what, I'm, what I'm kind of getting at is the association of groups don't really matter. It's this idea of a group of people with a different thought that's in control of this group of people. So if we all just had a common thought or a group thought and a plan to work together, then we wouldn't have any of this chaos. So if the earth was flat or non-rotation, then there wouldn't be any borders to control because we all take care of the one thing that's inside that area. We, wouldn't, we, we might not fight anymore. We might have unity. We might have peace. But all this chaos exists because we all had the opportunity to come up with our own ideas and take territory back then. And some people might be fighting back for their own ter- uh, um, territory. So are you familiar... With the tar, uh, Tartarian
1: um, scenario, yeah. I well okay. Before I say this, I I just I just googled this out of curiosity, yeah. and apparently, apparently, Buzz Aldrin and John Glenn Jr. were both uh, Freemasons. If, yeah. there's any, yeah. if there's any, if there's any conspiracy to all my moon landing people out there, then that might be part of it. Just saying, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's weird that two yeah, astronauts yeah, were moon in the
0: landing field. might be fake. And because Buzz Aldrin is also saying it never happened and him being part of a, a Masonic group then, it's implied that the Masons covered up the moon landing. But that doesn't mean that happened. It just means they were part of this group at mm-hmm. the same time they were part of the United States yeah. Air Force. Uh,
1: I mean, I, I, I get, get it. I mean, George Washington was a Mason too, but I don't think he was doing anything bad at all because George yeah. Washington was...
0: Yeah, our prime minister yeah. uh first prime minister draw um macdonald he was a mason as well so like a lot of our countries were created by that group thought but where's the lineage of that and all that other stuff blah blah blah, blah.
1: so but what you were what, what we were talking about um i've heard the name i just never really looked into it that much like the tartanian name. i I yeah. heard, heard the name i have heard it mentioned if you but
0: research that it, it's essentially a land full of you know giants not giant humans of course um free energy um advanced technology uh basically you like assassin's creed so the um which one is it uh Un- is it unity the one when the- he's in paris and london like the steampunk one
1: yeah you, uh, is that unity or yeah in- i think it- syndicate Syndicate, yeah, I always get those ones confused.
0: So just imagine, just imagine, so Tartarians kind of living in that, in that, that mindset or that, that style. But the thing that's interesting about the Tartarians uh, is that they're part of a land which we now call Russia, and and Russia and Ukraine are obviously fighting, and then Ukraine is the last, uh, you know. Uh, where the Nazis went. So there's like, there's a whole bunch of things. And you look at history on its own, but the existence of this other civilization that had control of the world at that time, if that's true, and that is Russia right now, maybe they're fighting back to take what was originally theirs. Right. Not saying war is good. Not saying either side is bad. Like it's all bad, but it's just that little piece of history to understand their roots You know, where's that coming from? So there's so much change. There's so much freedom for us to have difference of opinions. But it'd be interesting to go back in the day and observe when all this land had no borders and how they decided that this line was my line and this line is your line. Yeah, I agree. I mean, how that magnified and how that did that, right? So, make
1: you think, though, did some group come up with the idea of manifest destiny?